Hello, I'm Harry. Hello, I'm Rory, and welcome to Games on Film. is the name of the <laughs> film and game we're going to be talking about on this episode. So thank you very much for joining us. And also a big hello to uh, the students at Helston Community College, uh, Media uh, Studies Group A in Year 10. Uh, Miss Homer got in touch with us saying that they're doing uh, a lesson or a, a course about video game podcasts, and she discovered that two of her students were listening to us. So uh, hello. Also, you shouldn't actually watch this film. Yes, it contains strong violence and language. It's 15 rated and it will it will damage your developing brains if you uh, watch this film. So I think we'll, we, we do have a bit of blue language on this podcast and we have some adult themes. I think the 15 certificate rating is both for the appropriateness of the content of the film and also if you were to watch this under the age of 15, it might stunt your um, mental growth because yeah. it is ridiculous. Yeah, we watched a lot of films... Um, that we were too young to see when we were children, and it, it very much stunted our brains. So yes, be, that's why we're doing this now. Be forewarned, okay? We decided to go with House of the Dead for this episode, because back in episode zero, our press start episode, we nominated two titans of mm. the video game movie uh, subgenre. We decided it was about time we got round to... Because they've made a lot of films, mm. video game movies together, so... It's time for us to take our medicine. Yes. <laughs> Swallow a very hard pill. Yeah, and then some sugar later. But yes, we decided to... Uh, we had either Paul W.S. Anderson, he of Resident Evil and Mortal Kombat fame, mm -hmm. or, as we decided to go with this time, Uwe Boll, mm. who's... Um, this is his first video game movie, but by no means his last. No. So we'll be seeing both of those quite a lot. Had he made any films before this? He's made a... Yeah, he made a couple films, I think, a few. Um, but this was, I guess, the one which got him the most attention. Mm. I mean, maybe it, by the video game community anyway, by a small a, faction of the internet. I think as mentioned in episode zero, and going on from what you're saying, I saw this in the cinema. Um, so it definitely came to my attention. I was a big fan of the video games. But yes, I was at university at the time. I was studying film. And while my contemporaries were going to see... Uh, screenings of uh, Citizen Kane and, and the works of Paul Thomas Anderson, um, I went to see House of the Dead on my own in a mostly empty cinema. Um, and as I mentioned before, uh, I was watching this with a few other pe couple of other people behind me who were getting increasingly annoyed by the film, <laughs> especially every time a video game image came on screen for absolutely no reason at all. Yes, uh, this film is unique. But one aspect which makes it unique amongst video game movies, I think, is its bizarre decision to insert actual video game footage mm. throughout. It's peppered randomly, I think predominantly in action sequences. Yes. It's kind of the equivalent of when in the 60s Batman 
you have Pow and Kersplat when <laughs> uh, Adam West sots a goon. But mm. here it's just if someone shoots a zombie, you'll get a zombie being shot in the game with a reload flashing on the mm. screen. Yes, bizarre, bizarre random inclusion. And if you have no knowledge of the video game at all, then God help you. I actually counted how many video game clips were in the movie. Mm-hmm. And this is including the opening montage of the film. Okay. And there are 33 individual segments of the uh, video games All right, I represented. Count, I counted how many times you saw tits. Oh, how many did you get? Well, you know what? I gave up after about 10 minutes because it was just easier to count the scenes without tits. Um, I only I only got three bare breast encounters myself. All right, well. Well, given that one of the DVD extras... Mm-hmm. Uh, which we just had a quick oh look at before we started, mm. is called uh, Stacked for Zombat. Yes. The Sexy Babes of House of the Dead. And that's a uh, special feature. Um, it's quite special. <laughs> involves uh, kind of creepy camcorder footage mm. of the female members of the cast. Not mm. the male members of the cast. No. They didn't need boot camp. No, they apparently didn't. not. Apparently, guys just know how to shoot guns. Mm-hmm. But it, it has them being woken up at six a.m. in various states of undress. Mm-hmm. Then uh, they go and play House of the Dead three over mm. at the executive producer's yeah. weird studio. He gives them an awkward hug. The three yes. of them, <laughs> and and then they go off to do some paintballing, mm. and that's their combat training. Yeah, and it culminates with all four of them. Washing off the paint. Washing off the paint. It says, after a shower, they Mm. all get into the hot tub. Mm. And it's just them in bikinis all having cocktails and saying, well done, ladies. Something tells me this DVD feature would not appear in a modern, in a new film. Yes, this this film came out 15 years ago. Mm. And it is, well, very, very loose adaptation of the games maybe we should talk a little bit about the games mm. so i we both you and i loved the games as a kid though i think there's a lot of kids out there who were into the time crisis with the um the kids doing we're into the into the, the time crisis yes, into the, the point blank <laughs> yeah and i guess being horror fans i think i gravitate we gravitated towards the house of the dead games you you just um, had a light gun. They would come toward the zombies would come towards you, and, and the fun part was shooting holes so you can see right through them. So it was kind of Duck Hunt meets Death Becomes Her, I suppose, <laughs> where you can sort of. And the first game was perhaps a little bit more serious minded. The second one, which we've got a soft space in our hearts, soft spot, soft spot, <laughs> like um, a soft spot in our hearts, software in our hearts, yeah, software in our hearts, um, because we had that on the Dreamcast. Yes, with a couple of light guns. With a couple light guns so a lot of fun there um, so i think what was good about those games was the different routes and options mm. uh, with light gun games the, the idea of the games is that you're playing as these special agents and you're investigating a mad scientist dr curian mm. who, remember that name yes uh <laughs> you go to his mansion where i think your uh, girlfriend slash colleague has been kidnapped and you basically have to shoot a lot of zombies and monsters of his creation. Fairly similar territory to Resident Evil, um, and the games themselves are sort of fairly con- concurrent. I think the first game for both of them was in 1996, so clearly something was in the waters mm. of Japanese video game development that thought, oh, now it's time for zombie shooting games. But I would argue that the Resident Evil film games, I should say, the Resident Evil games 
although we do have cheesy as fuck um, videos in the first game at least, they still try to maintain a sense of dread and and under the skin fear and there's obviously jump scares but especially Resident Evil 2, 3, uh, Code Veronica and 4 I would say, although 4 is definitely my favourite Resi game that was the tipping point where it turned into kind of an action game. Yeah. And so where House of the Dead differs is that I think it was fully on the, the cheesy, the definitely B-movie um, fun action horror game. Because at the end of the day, it is an on-rails shooter. So you're not going to be able to have too many extended periods when nothing's happening, especially not in the arcade. I, th- I think the action part of that is important in terms of the adapting the game to film. Uh, I've got a quote here from Uwe Boll mm-hmm. uh, in an interview he gave to Eurogamer back around about the time, I think, uh, Blood Rain or something was coming out. Mm-hmm. But he said, let's be realistic. What is House of the Dead? House of the Dead is a brainless shooter where you shoot zombies into pieces. So what are you expecting from the movie? Schindler's List? I think I made a perfect House of the Dead movie because it really shows how the game is. It's a lot of fun. It's over-the-top action. It's not 28 days later because the reality is that House of the Dead is about how it's a lot of fun to shoot zombies. It's cheesy entertainment with a lot of gore and a lot of violence, and it's super fast. Well, you know what? I I don't think... We'll talk about Uri Bowl in just a sec, I think. Um, There's not much I probably would agree with him on if I met him in person. But I think he's right on that. I think he's right in terms of the intention. And it's not like the plot of the games is particularly interesting or groundbreaking. Mm. I think the main issue is that he made a House of the Dead film, which barely contains a house or anything with it. The 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 characters, the setting, the story is very, very different to anything. The game's the only real similarity is um, just lots of zombies being shot yeah. in bloody fashion. So. I mean, it's tricky because you're right. It isn't The plot of the film isn't really anything to do with the plot of the game, but there's been so many bad science movies. So, yeah. you know, there's... This is one of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Uwe Boll then, the man, the myth, the legend, the bellend, really. <laughs> you know, in, in more innocent times, this was just the first of his films and I didn't have any expectations but I think quickly we all learnt what an Uwe Boll film entails and also how he interacts with his critics um, I think famously he uh, chat, he's being a, a former or even current boxer he challenged um, his some film critics to take him on in the boxing ring and where I think the volunteers expected just a, a fun little bit of a knockabout haze in this movie it's, it's fun it's sort of degraded into sort of when Homer Simpson beats up the Hamburglar at Krusty Burger where they're just going, stop, stop, he's already dead. Yeah, it's pretty uncomfortable viewing, I think. You've actually watched it? I've watched the footage. It's really really upsetting. (laughs) It's like uh, when we started up Games on Film, I started following him on Twitter. This was around about the time Rampage was coming out. The, the Rock movie, and he had big issues of that because he's made some films called Rampage and he believes he has ownership on the word Rampage. And um, See, um, I read that he was retiring from filmmaking because he can't make any money out of it because DVD sales have dried up. Yeah, I mean, that's another thing about him. He famously was quite open about saying he's making his movies due to like various tax breaks and loopholes. It's 
not a hop, skip and a jump away from the producers, I suppose, that famous Mel Brooks movie where equality is a secondary feature as long as it makes money. And, you know, it is show business, I suppose. But I think where a lot of people don't like him is that he's taking beloved properties. People love House of the Dead. People love Alone in the Dark. He's exploiting properties uh, to make money, basically. They're kind of cynical cash grabs is what people think of uh, the films that Mm. he makes. That name recognition, a bunch of actors you might recognise from something else uh, will be sufficient. And to an extent, that's what a lot of major studios are doing. He's just doing it on a micro level, but Mm. lucked out with, at least for video game fans, bigger name properties. Mm. In a way, his his filmmaking and the game is maybe with house of the dead a fairly okay alignment i think while house of the dead is like a popular franchise it's not beloved because of its story or characters no it's the visceral feeling of a gun in your hand and and blowing up a zombie yeah Mm. and i think that this film for all of its many many faults partially succeeds in that level yeah about 45 minutes in it becomes balls to the wall house of the dead video game sequence so a thumbs up for we're bold you heard <laughs> from games on that, film that up will gradually yes. make its way down Ooh, perhaps and maybe it will fluctuate but i just wanted to talk just a little bit more about so the games in relation to the film, so this year there's a new House of the Dead arcade game. Oh. Um, it's been play-tested in Japan, I think, in recent months. It's called House of the Dead Scarlet Dawn. I see. Like gun games in recent years, I mean, they had a little bit of a, a renaissance with the Wii, very, very briefly. Because the problem with light gun games is now everyone has flat screen TVs and so the technology doesn't function as it should. Oh, didn't know that. Uh, the idea with light gun games was that it would reflect off the TV screen and cause the interaction. So now you can't play light gun games on oh, flat screen TVs. Rubbish. So the Wii kind of skipped that a little bit by having the sensor bar. So you did have House of the Dead 2 and 3 was released on the Wii and you had House of the Dead Overkill. Mm-hmm. which was a sort of... Did you play that? I played a little bit of it. What's interesting about that, and I think in case of what we'll talk about with the film, is humour. The House of the Dead games, are they in on the joke? And as such is the film in on its own joke? Is it intentionally mm. bad, unintentionally? There seems like there's a lot of jokes and comedy in the film, but it's at a sort of like basic level it's more kind of quips and dumb stuff and it's, are we, oh, sorry are we talking about the game of the film at this point i'm talking about the film and whether that's appropriate to the fact that the games are also cheesy because house of the dead 2 notorious for its video game acting mm. you have the main villain Goldman. he's got he's just the we- weirdest line delivery of a video game character i'm fully aware of what i'm doing can't you see Man committed a sin, disturbing the life cycle of nature, the original sin that man is responsible to. To protect the life cycle, I have made a creature to rule over mankind. This is the final battle. Show yourself, our new ruler, the Emperor. I think regardless, Sega, in making the games, they embraced the comedy 
and inherent ridiculousness of some of them. So House of the Dead 2, they did Typing of the Dead. Yes. And you have, it's a touch typing game where you shoot zombies by getting sentences and words right. But the actual stuff you have to type is very bizarre. House of the Dead Overkill also had a Typing of the Dead spin-off. And Overkill is also, I think it was the game which had the most amount of F-words yes, of I any game up until that point. Because it was just, it, set, it went excessive for a very grindhouse um, style, as was as was the style of the time. So yeah, I'm just I'm just wondering because with this movie, we watched the I guess original theatrical version because so this the movie came out in 2003. Five years later, there was a director's cut called House of the Dead, funny version, right? In which Uwe Boll went back to the film and added in extra scenes, which. I guess reshot. Well, or, I couldn't. I I, I didn't. And manage. also, five years later, was there five years of just like, just you know, demand? Demand like ground grassroots pre Kickstarter well, pre Blade, Blade Runner. The director's cut came out. That's true. Quite some time after the original, so yeah. Clearly, the demand was there. Fans were I'm crying out. I'm thinking like Ridley Scott and Uwe Boll are kind of on the same level right now. That's Sir Uwe Boll. <laughs> Sir Uwe Boll. I see. So, funny version, which I've seen bits and pieces of, um, and I read like a kind of shot-by-shot comparison. So, I guess some of the footage was made at the time, but it seems to be like just off-cuts and just stuff they did dicking around on set, and then he's inserted it into the film. But the film starts, Uwe Boll, Mm -hmm. appearing as himself. Oh, (laughs) He's kidnapped by uh, Islamic fundamentalist terrorists. Oh, Jesus Christ. And they kidnap him for crimes against cinema. And they say rather than shoot him, they're going to force him to watch House of the Dead. Right. This reminds me of of, um, Tommy Wiseau sort of making a show of getting the joke. But that's the thing. It seems like he's sort of trying to make a cool action film. And then retroactively saying, mm. no, this was all a joke. So during the funny version, there's comedy sound effects, fart noises, pop-up video style speech bubbles yeah. appearing with the characters oh, saying, why is there dry ice in this swamp? Oh, and, and, you know, just sort of making jokes upon jokes. Sounds like a, the cinematic equivalent of waterboarding. At the towards the end of the film, Uwe Boll drives up what? to the characters, okay. and he says, "Do you want to go on a drive with us?" And they're like, "Yeah, we want to get out of here." And then Uwe Boll is like, "That'll be five bucks." And they said, "Oh, I've only got a gun. I don't have any money." And he's just like, "Okay, well, we'll just stay here and fight some zombies." I'm really glad I didn't mistakenly watch this version because it's been such a long time since I saw it at the cinema. I would really have questions about my own sanity, what I'd cut out. And then just before the end of the credits, the speech bubbles appear again and they say, think this movie's stupid? Well, you're the one who rented it. <laughs> Fair play. Um, God, that sounds... Oh my goodness. That's what you just described. I can't think of anything I'd want to watch less. <laughs> I really can't. If something comes to me in the course of this episode, I will let you know. But... I... It's a bit like, as you were saying, with Tommy Wiseau, he made The Room. Everyone, it was very earnest. Everyone found it amusing. He's now, he leans into the joke and then he creates something like um, The Neighbours. Mm. 
And it's like, oh, everyone thinks I'm funny, so let me do comedy. Mm. And then the comedy happens, and it's just uh, mm. unwatchable. Yeah. So let's jump into the film proper, not the funny version. Mm. Please, the, please no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just going to read the back of the box. I've got an, an X rental copy on DVD here, which I found on eBay. So there's no. Is there a Blu-ray re- version? Uh, possibly somewhere. 4K. Restoration? Maybe. Maybe they'll do like a 50th anniversary mm. restoration on this classic. Uh, okay, so stop me when you notice any inaccuracies or strange... Strange irregularities. Yeah. Okay. When four college buddies hear about a fantastic, in air quotes, rave happening on a remote island near Seattle, they are determined to get there whatever it takes. How many college buddies? Oh, <laughs> I did not count the college buddies. Unless the five yeah. characters which go on the boat at the start of the film, like only four of them are college buddies and one I isn't. I didn't even know they were for college buddies. They're just young people. Yeah, well, here we go. Okay. This, this bot may explain more about the film than the actual watching. You know, counting's not the strong suit of, of either myself or the DVD bot, it seems. <laughs> but when they arrive on the island, they find it completely deserted. As they search for the missing ravers, they encounter mysterious half-human creatures that attack them. Half-human, apparently. But they're, 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 they're all he- they're zombies. I mean, just skipping ahead, this reminds me of, of something I asked my wife while watching the film. They kept talking about going back to the rave, the deserted rave. We need to get back to the rave, they say. And I asked my wife, is it a rave if there's nobody there? And she said, she said very much not. <laughs> <laughs> so half-humans... Seeking refuge in a spooky house, the terrified students encounter Alicia's ex-boyfriend, Rudy. So they mention Alicia and they haven't mentioned her in the blurb, so we're meant to know who Alicia is. Who the hell is Alicia? Exactly. Rudy, Jonathan Cherry, Mm -hmm. Final Destination 2, Wes Craven's Day. I know he's in Final Destination 2 because his character is called Rory. Oh, right. I love that film. I got that from Poundland the other day on Blu-ray. That's it's pretty good. It was like the find of the century. He plays the stoner, but he's called Rory. So that's why okay. I, I gravitated the, towards the, that yeah, the poor cin- character. The cinematic Rory-verse is quite small. Yeah. I think it was like two films. So uh, Rudy and his friend Hugh, Michael Eklund. See the guys videotaping tips or tits all the time? Yeah. Okay. So, for some reason, they decide to mention this character who's in the film for maybe five minutes and also give the actor's name on the back of the bots. Like, <laughs> yeah. he's really important. I mean, he's basically, he mainlines in, in tits and upskirt videos, I think. So um, And Romero tri- uh, trilogy. Tri- um, trivia. Trivia. Mm-hmm. Two of the only survivors of a hor- horrible melee which took the lives of everyone at the rave. Well, not everyone, because they still have Liberty, the girl who joins them, so... Now they must do everything in their power to survive the most terrifying night of their lives. Their only chance is, chance is to fight back and to do that, they must find a way to kill the dead. Based mm-hmm. on the hugely successful Sega video game, The House of the Dead, this unique film boasts an unprecedented level of cooperation between Sega and the production in terms of exploiting potential synergies between the video game and the movie release. You mean like the banner? that they say could provided but that's just <laughs> that's just such a weird sentence that's like press release pr mm. junket it's not back of the dvd box i don't care about potential synergies between corporations i mean i guess jumping ahead a little bit um the first time we see a lady get eaten by zombies she's screaming there's a flash of the video game again and then the camera pans out 
and we've been talking about what the fuck these are all about. I reckoned that since there's so much Sega logo, so many Sega logos around, I think people's last thoughts as being eaten by zombies were pretty much their eyes are lighting on the Sega logo and thinking this is a lot like the Game House of the Dead. <laughs> so I think it's more like like diegetic and non-diegetic sound. I think this is not um, taking place in a world where House of the Dead games exist. No, I think this is taking oh, place. Okay. House of the Game. This is taking place in a world where people have perhaps played House of the Dead at the port before going to the um, mm-hmm. island. Then they see zombies, they see the Sega logo, and their last thoughts are, insert coin, and then they die. <laughs> oh, so the the video game clips are flashes. They're their last thoughts. Because there's a few... It's a, it's a Jacob's Ladder scenario. <laughs> that's a reference to another podcast. Um, that's, no, that's interesting. I hadn't thought about that. I mean, there are a couple of moments where characters just before... Just as another character dies, mm. one of the other characters rewinds the action. There's a moment where when Ru- when Liberty yep. dies, nobody helps her. By the way, oh They're sorry, all... spoilers, spoilers, spoilers for the House of the Dead movie. Mm. Um, when Liberty dies, Rudy, it's the camera zooms into Rudy's eye, mm-hmm. and he rewinds the past like the rest of the movie and that action sequence, it all quick cuts and then it zooms back out of his eye and then she has her... Okay, characters in this film, they get like a cut scene when they die. (laughs) When the camera spins around and it goes to red. I kind of wanted to say you are dead. Yeah, pretty much. Anyway, so I think that that DVD box, it It does describe the film a bit in a nutshell, but... You know what? I think it was the front cover which attracts us. It says House of the Dead on it. And so we, we put on the disc, we press play. First thing we hear is a voiceover. A man, Rudy, looking out into the distance amongst all these gravestones and smoke and carnage. And he says, So many dead people. This is a voiceover, by the way. He's not just saying that into camera. <laughs> so many dead people. So many victims. It all started a few days ago when I came here for a rave, <laughs> which made me laugh out loud. I, about 45 minutes into starting to watch this film, I had actually made it six minutes in screen time. I stopped and started this film a lot because I had to double check that's what actually had been said or had actually happened. I got a bit distracted. I remember the toilet needed cleaning, so I stopped that at about minute three and did the toilet for a little bit. I mean, I watched this this morning. This is Saturday morning. I had a bowl of Alpen and House of the Dead. <laughs> um, I was a bit worried I wasn't going get to get, get to the end of this film before doing this podcast. And we jump into the video game title sequence right after that. Yes, it's... we have a montage of clips from the movie with some Prodigy-esque... Oh, techno, techno, techno. I, I, I wondered if it was Prodigy. It, it ain't. <laughs> no, um, so, yeah, this, um, yeah, what, what, what can I say? The production designer is a man called Tink, apparently. <laughs> I was watching And that. one of the visual effects is by Matt Wanko. <laughs> Bless. Sorry, Wanko. Sorry all the Wankos out there. I didn't mean to, make, mean to make light of your names. And then the narration kind of continues after the mm. montage of clips from the games. And it's sort of this really hard-boiled... Mm. Kind of like, uh, she was my ex-girlfriend, 
Mm. Um, what do you say? Alicia, my aunt. You know what? I missed that line. I thought they were brother and sister, and then they kiss hard <laughs> in the final in the final act. It's like, oh, apparently not. But he talks about these. We are introduced to these characters who want to go to this rave on a boat, and he kind of it freeze frames, and he talks about them like he knows them, but it's mm. only really Alicia he seems to know. Yeah, and it's it says like Alicia, my aunt. I had to study. She had to fence. What does that mean? She loves it. What? I don't know what it's good for. Worry, are you having a stroke? <laughs> no, but that's just how the dialogue is delivered. <laughs> so break it down. So we're introduced to Alicia, his ex. Mm-hmm. The reason they broke up, I had to study. Okay. Sorry, Rudy had to study. I had to. Yeah, Rudy had to. What's, what's Rudy's study? What's Rudy's job? They're, they're college friends, I don't know, studying Okay, he looks whatever. about 30 years old. He looks like a cross between Andrew Garfield and Bruce Campbell. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and he says that she she had to fence. As fence? In, as in fencing. Right. Yes, because she does a sword fight later. Yes. Right. Oh, and it then, all locks into place. And then he kind of said, she loves it. I don't know what it's good for, but we know what it's good for because there's going to be a sword fight at the end of the movie. Well, I mean, I'm interested to hear from any of our fencing podcast uh, listeners out there. Can you, are the skills of fencing equivalent to just broadsword fighting? Um, Well, I don't, she's got more of an epee, I suppose. Okay. I don't know. If, I don't I mean, know she, fencing swords. No, I mean she gets stabbed through the breastplate later by a sword, yeah. um, which reminded me of Pulp Fiction. So there's like an epidural. Or... Yeah, an epi, an epi pen, an epi pen. So um, yeah. So again, we look for layers where they may not be. That's what a film student is. <laughs> so um, Rudy helpfully narrates and introduces us to our main characters. Mm-hmm. I don't think we need to go through them all now maybe we no. will do as they go they're all pretty no. generic I, I was and conscious i was conscious of the fact that that freeze frame you mentioned was not a photo it was just a screen grab from the film yes which is like the laziest possible thing you can do and there they have missed the boat to go to the sega sponsored rave yeah, for about 30 people it looks like as well you get a snapshot of the rave at this point and mm. it is probably the most early 2000s thing i've ever seen yeah the fashion it's lots of frosted tips and mm. neon orange and yellow kind Every, of clothes I, I mean but yeah as i say like 30 odd people 15 of which are pervy men i guess like leering over the ladies and there's the camera dude lady on the phone um she's trying to contact somebody on her mobile phone there's some interference we never discover why interference it affects the radio as well speaking down the phone she's going you'll never guess who's here hello hello Oh, the phone reception's bad here. We never find out who was here. We never find out who she was so excited about. Yeah. Or maybe she knew... What was the actually, question? Who was the name of the big villain with the with the jigsaw face? Uh, looking up... Uh, Let's call him Jigsaw. Castillos, hermano. Castillos. Cas- Castillo. Cassie? Yeah, or, or Tillo. Tillo, I like we'll Cassie. Call them, we'll call him Cassie. So, I mean... Maybe... Although, you might as well just call him, like, Mumra, because basically mm. he, he spends most of the film stalking around the woods wearing a hood, kind of going... Green mm. <laughs> clenching his fist. So, they get, they, they've missed all the boats, and who and there's one boat left with, like, two famous people on it. Yes. 
Uh, Clint Howard, mm-hmm. who's wearing a raincoat in the bl- bl- blistering sunlight. <laughs> and also um, Jürgen Prochnow from, as I mentioned, uh, well, Wing Commander fame. Wing Commander represent. Uh, and uh, Das, I know from Das Boot. And, you know, I saw Das Boot when I was very young. It's one of those films that your, your teacher shows you at school and it's a grown-up film and you watch it and it's very long. Not much action, but completely grips you and it just depressed me beyond belief to see him in this film pretty much in his same outfit. I think they drop, they name drop, oh, it's a U-boat captain and... Um, yeah, they say, are you the U-boat commander? And uh-huh. I, I kind of watched Clint Howard's acting and, and Jürgen's performance and I just sat there this morning... I could not believe I saw this in the cinema. <laughs> it was so... I mean, we mentioned stilted dialogue from the games. This this has got it in spades. You know, he's called Captain Kirk. Bit of a Star Trek fan. There's one or two... There are one or two okay jokes in this film. You, you're talking okay. about the humour. Yeah. And how we don't know whether it's not it's possible. Um, later on, the crew is sailing towards the island and Clint Howard is getting heebie-jeebies um, about it. And she gives uh, a lady a cross. He. Uh, sorry, yeah. So Clint Howard gives her a cross for protection, he says. And she goes, it's okay. I'm on the pill. That's a good joke. Yeah, but he says that to her while she is topless. That's by the by. Half but... the women are topless in this film. I skipped ahead a bit. I'm sure lots of stuff happened between like that. Well, th- so uh, <laughs> they bribe the captain. They pay him to take him uh Take them all to the rave island. Oh, yeah. The, originally, his original, I think, is it Simon? Who's the underwear model? Okay, yes. Simon is the underwear model, we find out later. Mm. He's got loads of money. So he um, initially presents $300, and then they, he doubles it to 600 And then I think it's a grand. Yeah. And I'm just like... Yeah, grand would be all my holiday money. <laughs> or like... if if Okay, so if he had spent $1,000... To get to this rave island and he turned up and it was as depicted earlier on with like 30 people like the party in, in, of the summer in daylight as well i mean i've been to you dance in festivals but is a rave ever yeah, it's meant to be in all the night middle of day. but i don't know i would i if i paid a thousand bucks to get my friends all the way to this yeah underwear kids party modeling must pay really well so they bribe uh, the captain of the boat uh, he's initially sceptical, as is his first mate, Clint Howard. Mm. Uh, Salish is yeah, his name. Yeah, because the island's called is it Ilia de Morta. And he Ilia goes, he goes, Morta, that's Spanish for death, in case you don't speak Mexican. Question, is that a joke? I, I think it's a bit of a joke. It's, uh, I, don't, it's just, I don't know. But I think they thought it was a j- funny joke. We've got to get to this uh, this party. There's an island, and we're hoping to use your boat. You're not the sharpest tool in the shed, are you? I said shove off. Or don't you spreckens the English. Why don't you just name your price, and we can uh, skip the crotchety old man on the sea routine. Man's got to eat, right? What part of shove off didn't you understand? Oh, that. Jeez, who's the U-boat commander? Quando mas? No. Uh, what? How much? Uh... Three hundred dollars now, fair? Uh, about six hundred, mine. Six hundred? No, no way. That's crazy. No one no. is talking to you. Where are you headed, girls? Huh? I don't know. We got this map. It's uh, somewhere in the San Juans. You must know where that is, right, Skipper? You crazy? They crazy? No, I don't think so. Excuse me? I said forget it. Yeah, forget it. 
Forget it. That means stop talking, stop walking. Why? 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 They always ask why. You know what they call this island? Isla del Morte. Morte? That's Spanish for death. In case you don't speak Mexican. And Simon pays pays the captain to take them on the boat, but he has been stopped by the harbour cop. Boat master, coast, coast, coast guard, well, coast guard. I'm gonna, heat. A, I'm gonna call a boat cop. Yeah, Casper, the friendly boat cop. Casper, <laughs> the friendly boat cop. Basically, the captain has some illegal merchandise on his boat, and mm. he wants to uh, avoid it getting searched. Mm. So Simon bribes him even more to basically haul ass, haul ass, and There's... make their way to the island of the dead. I mean, they ask him the question. They ask uh, Captain Kirk the question, do you think you can lose them? And then the, the boat goes the slowest I've ever seen a boat <laughs> out of the harbour. It's like, I think any any other boat, I think I could catch that in a rowboat, uh, but apparently not. There's lots and lots of swooping shots across the water of boats sort of trundling by and all this overdubbed exposition of like the boat cop. Mm. It happens about three times where we don't actually see her face until much later. It's, yeah. I mean, in terms of zombie movies, so this was released 2003, Resident Evil was released 2002, so it was 28 days later, mm-hmm. I think, um, and Dawn of the Dead remake around this time. So, you know, early 2000s, there was this big explosion of zombie movies, but I think this is very much, in terms of zombie movie history, the setup and everything feels far more like those Italian kind of zombie fleshy to style things. Mm. It's usually a boat taking people to a remote island mm. which has some kind of voodoo-like history or some sort of background. While the uh, group are on the way to the island, we get our first kind of zombie encounter. There's this couple mm-hmm. who are head from the rave to the beach. Yeah, I wrote here it's nine minutes in because that's we see more boobs then. Yeah, yeah, on exactly. My, on my list. Uh, they're pretty much like the chocolate is the symbol of love couple from the room. They sort right. of have that kind of... That's very poetic. <laughs> chocolate is the symbol of love. Give her chocolate this year. So they head to the beach and she takes her top off and wants to go uh, topless swimming. Hmm. He tests the water and it's too cold. You kind of miss... seems like a real... That you know he pushes out doesn't he yeah but you kind of missed as he as um they're undressing and he's undressing he says rough like a dog <laughs> he's just staring at her like getting undressed he's like oh it's like there's a lot of really fucked up uh foreplay in this film a little bit yeah. later on i think you might need to correct me because i heard um hubbly bubbly <laughs> <laughs> as they, they go into a, a, a they into a tent uh, onto a, a sort of a, a bean bag used for you know sex I suppose sex bag <laughs> yeah he goes oh, hubbly bubbly and she goes what did the others come back I can be quick I, is that funny is that a joke I don't recall hubbly bubbly yeah being said I will say the sound mitts is pretty bad in this film a lot of dialogue is lost in the mitts and there weren't any subtitles on the DVD so there were quite a few lines I had to rewind and play and I I just couldn't hear what was happening Mm, might have been for the best so she goes into the water 
on her own because the man kind of pushes out and he, he I think he's drunk or he falls asleep yeah, or something. it's weird. He just she, passes. We get our little homage to Jaws, if you want to call Jaws. it. Jaws. Homage to Jaws. <laughs> Not as a rip-off. As it is known in France. As it is France. We get a bit of dramatic music. She does get tugged on the leg. But then, we assume, because she dips underwater briefly, and then she goes back onto the beach, and she seems more concerned where Matt has gone. Yeah, she doesn't seem to think about the older leg pull at all. What's what's her name? I, I don't, the name, the, the lady, the Jaws lady, let's call her. Yeah. Um, she uh, finds the house of the dead. The titular house. Yes, which looks quite small. More, it's more like a shack. It's more like an outhouse of the dead. Yeah. The House of the Dead in the games is like a huge... Mm. It's like Versailles. She's So this lady, she goes in. There's a little bit of gore. Matt, Matt's obviously a zombie now. Well, is he? Because he's just standing there mm. going, Ugh, and then a hand bursts through him, mm-hmm. and zombies appear with glowing red eyes. It's the only time that happens, isn't it? Yes. It's like Doctor Who. And then they all gather around her. She screams. The camera zooms out of her mouth. And you see a bit of uh, House of the Dead, the video game. Yeah. You know, oh, I wish I was playing that right now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's I, it's very strange because, yeah, they just... Why do they put the hand through him? What point are they what? trying to make? Well, again, I just think that would be a cool effect for Uobold to, uh, to shoot. Yeah, just like sticking red LEDs on people's well, heads. I think that's CGI. I think... Is it? I, I don't mean, know. I think, wow. a, I think a technology co- fooled us. Well, you know, there's like I think there's also one shot later on when somebody somebody throws acid into a zomb- into a skeleton's face, and there was like five seconds of of CGI for you know a whole lot of work probably went into that shot with very little impact. The college friends, the four or five or whatever college friends, they arrive at the island and um, they don't seem terribly concerned at first that it's completely deserted i mean there's not even any music playing uh the blokes make a beer line for the beer and i think only was it is it alicia she's the one who's like what the f- hell is she going on she finds like a she's like doesn't it strike you as weird that no one's here and also there's like a jacket covered in blood here mm. do they split up i think all but two go um on a bit of an explore Yes, there's two of the characters they uh, couple they, up and they're left at the of, rave. A little bit of hubbly bubbly. And the <laughs> um, other three... Go yeah. find the house. I think they like just go for a wander and they find the house right away. I'm terribly sorry if you watched this and we got, we've missed out a chunk, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, we're, before this, there's like we see some little snapshots of zombies like... Oh, running through the woods and mm. sort of stalking, grabbing trees, putting their hands against trees a lot. So I guess a question about these zombies. They are some new zombies from the rave and some old zombies from... The grave. The grave! Um, but, I mean, has uh, Cassie been, I guess, experimenting for years and just anyone who, who goes to his... Is he organising these raves? <laughs> He's sending Suddenly, out flyers. Where the f- who, who, who? So is he? He's big on social media. Oh, he's big he... on Instagram, and is... he sort of just sends out flyers. What's... Come to the party of the season. What is his relationship with the Sega Corporation? I mean, well, they're just sponsors, but he's the oh, event organizer. So he got yeah, he's got the sponsors. 
Cool. Okay. What was the name of that festival which went wrong? Fire Festival. The concept of zombies at a festival is kind of cool. Imagine something based at the Burning Man Festival. You'd be kind of fucked. It'd be great uh, for a movie. But here we are. <laughs> so we're suggesting that a sixteenth-century Spanish mm. priest turned scientist. scientist yeah. Um, because he's an atheist. Decided in order to get fresh victims, so that mm-hmm. he could experiment them on immortality, mm-hmm. to set up um, island rave parties. Yeah. But so yeah, the group split up. Meanwhile, the boat captain and Salish are stashing their merchandise Mm -hmm. uh, on the island. It's like raining on the boat, but not at the rave. And they sort of say later... I missed that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, They say later, oh, the storm's coming. We better get in the tent. But it never comes. So there's just all these kind of cutting between these two locations where there's like rain and then not rain. Rory, it can rain in two different places. It's a pretty small island. I'm just saying, <laughs> weather patterns being as they are, you would expect, even within scenes, you know, it's like rain and then they get five meters away and mm. then there's not rain. So maybe it's just like um, the Truman Cap- Show. Captain, yeah, Captain <laughs> Kirk's per- permanent thunderstorm. He's in there in his wax coat, cigar in one hand and Desert Eagle in the other and um, looking like a badass. Salish is stashing some guns or whatever and he gets presumably killed a lot of people characters just like some monster will just like appear and then it'll cut and then you just assume that they're dead yes so the couple they go into the tent hubbly bubbly is almost about to ensue but one of them he says he don't take a piss so leaves the girl and zombies attack her in the tent well you know i got confused because um we're just we're cutting out a chunk we'll come back to it but the next time we see this lady She's running and attacking our heroes, and then she gets shot in the face by, or no, in boat the chest, cop. by boat cop. Rather like Homer shooting zombie flounders. Yeah. Because people are like... <laughs> I wrote the same thing. <laughs> it's just like... well, actually, I wrote that uh, later on when uh, Captain Kirk is being attacked. Mm. He just very casually just shoots all these people coming onto his boat without even knowing they're zombies or anything. Mm. It was a bit like, he was a zombie. Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> he was a bit insane. Um, so yes, but we don't, I think, again, probably to save money, there's a lot of attacks in this which cut before we get to the good bit. Later on, we do see a lot of heads exploding, so I get what I want, at least. But, um, <laughs> but there's a lot of really shonky editing in this film. Yeah, there's... there's. Uh, I mean, clearly they had enough footage to spare because they made a whole funny version of the film out of all the offcuts, but didn't get the right coverage they needed for making a, a proper movie. The remaining trio of college buddies, as we call, they find the House of the Dead... Mm-hmm. Uh, inside there is Rudy, Alicia's ex, um, slash brother, Hugh the perv nerd with mm-hmm. the video camera, and Liberty who was wearing like a. I quite like her name. She's called Liberty. Liberty's she's wearing my favorite. Like a, she's wearing like a, a stars and stripes uh, jumpsuit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd wear that all the time. <laughs> I hope she gets to keep it. Got to keep it. So they were the only survivors of the rave, and they yeah. explain what happened by showing a video clip, mm-hmm. which is effectively found footage. Yeah. In uh, a way, this is partially a found footage mm. movie, because we see a clip of the zombies attacking the rave. 
And I totally forgot about narrator. We find Rudy like, oh yeah, I forgot about him. He's been gone for like 15 straight minutes. Yeah. And when they're showing the footage, they're saying like, what are these, not who are these things? It's what are they? And this film is aware of zombies. Unlike mm. other zombie films sometimes it's like, no, they're zombies. Someone says damn zombie bastard at some point later on mm. in the film. And they, they cite, as you say, the Holy Trinity, the Romero. Yeah. They say he's going to make Twilight of the Dead one day, but I kind of doubt it, you know. And then he made what land of the dead, like in two years later. Yeah. But Twilight, to, to is... be fair, he never did make Twilight. Did he? I he think... made like land. He made land no. of the dead. Then he made diary of the dead. Then he made, survival mm, no i think end? i think twilight was the um i think everyone assumed i mean like land doesn't really fall into the various types of day what, what's the time harry oh it's just oh, land is just broken elevens is of the dead and yeah elevens is that would be quite good so they're at the house and they basically say oh we have a boat so let's go to the boat but first, we, the boat. <laughs> but first we have to collect our friends who are back at the rave mm. They, that's when they get there, and that's where Cynthia, who was the girl who was left in the tent, mm-hmm. um, appears as a zombie. Mm-hmm. Greg had been trapped in a portaloo at that point, mm-hmm. and boat cop shows up, shows up and shoots her, and Greg is kind of like, yeah, whatevs. Uh, while this is happening, though, um, Captain Kirk is being a total badass on his boat, blowing away zombies left, right, and centre. Or as I like to call them, swim bees. Swim bees. <laughs> Um, because they're zombies that swim. Yeah, so, okay. We've had things to say so far about the quality of the writing, the editing, the production design. It's not looking good for House of the Dead. But, you know what? The action, it's kind of good. I, I mean, you know, there's definitely moments where I totally saw the springboards firing <laughs> zombies off into the sky. Yeah. Which took me back to my, you know, commando and things. But, you know, this is before it was cost effective to make CGI squibs. So there's just a lot of squibs popping off anywhere. I, again, I wrote my dissertation on video game movies. And what I feel makes successful video game adaptations is when they replicate the feeling you get playing the games so it's not just what you see it's why people have problems with the street fighter film because there's hardly any street fighting in it and any fighting you get doesn't get you like it doesn't you don't feel like you're in the shoes there's no fireballs no fireballs there's there's, there's none of that catharsis And, and again why you know mortal kombat might be viewed as more successful video game movies because the, the game is just a uh, magical recreation of Enter the Dragon. So what is the film? It's a magical recreation of Enter the Dragon. It gives you that feeling. So even though we're not going around a house of the dead, even though we're not chasing uh, zombies in Cadillacs, uh, driving around a bridge like in House of the Dead 2, if you want zombies flying out of like le- screen left, screen right, and them getting blown into bits, you you get that in the sequence. I think also later on during the big zombie shootout, it does have a very shooting gallery style feel. There's lots of zombies Mm, popping their heads up behind gravestones and then those heads exploding. Mm. And later on, there is literally an on-the-rails shooter Mm, moment. The characters are walking along an abandoned uh, underground railroad Mm. And zombies are popping up, and you're different kind types of, of zombies, like yeah, rock and you're, zombies. You're kind of seeing zombies. <laughs> you're kind of seeing them uh, from the perspective of the person with the gun being mm. being shot. So, you know, 
the film didn't have to include actual video game footage to evoke the game. God knows why they decided to do that. Because Uribol hates you and thinks he's stu- thinks you're stupid. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure he has a very low opinion of me. <laughs> he's um, never met me, but I'm sure he has a low opinion of me. I've actually yet to watch his Kickstarter video entitled "Fuck You All." Um, <laughs> but, uh, he's raising money, so people. So yeah, I think he's just really frustrated. But um, you know, that's worth a, worth a watch, I'd imagine. But yes, I, I feel like while the it's edited like crazy. We'll do it in a future episode, but it, it reminds me a little bit of how Gamer is edited or Crank mm. is edited. Mm. Just zooming in cuts to the same footage and, you know... Uh... Again, I, I normally have real problems with action films where they just throw loads of CGI effects at you and it's just all crap looking. I feel that's the way it's just so omnipresent in this. You just sort of get into a, a groove... I just think that the energy of it kind of save, saves it in a way. Well, I remember when I first watched it, I just had a huge headache at the end of it. Mm. I think Was this at a cinema? Or did no, I, I rented it on, right, on okay. DVD. Did you watch just... it through binoculars to get that big screen experience? <laughs> no, but it just left me with a pounding headache because it's so relentless. When I watched it this time, I did kind of pause it here and there, you know, to take notes. But actually that probably helped because, you know, as good or bad as the film is it is not boring this is this is probably the worst film we have reviewed so far however i feel i would prefer to watch this than wing commander because that was a very dry and dull film i Um, can't believe i'm going to say this but i think i agree yes so this is the nub of games of film why do you listen to this podcast it's because as we said at episode zero a quote-unquote bad film does not equal uh an unwatchable film yes and film which is not entertaining and so yeah we we get this sequence where just there's some cool shots of underwater zombies being smoked i really there's a bit there's all this kind of techno music playing yes and then there's this one tiny shot which is maybe the best shot in the film Mm -hmm. when a zombie is descending in the water yeah and you get saving private ryan star bullets flying by yeah but it's silent yeah there's just a silent shot it's like zombie Mm. gracefully descending yeah. And, and, and much like Saving Private Ryan, our protagonist is ends, bookends the films at a grave. <laughs> and it's like, was I a good man? <laughs> um, but it's it's almost graceful. Yeah. Nice it's, it's actually, once, if you strip away all the editing and crazy stuff, there are some nice shots in the film. Mm. And in the big action sequence when the camera is spinning around mm. and they do this you know, probably very dangerous rig mm. uh, to send people, you know, doing an action scene and the camera spinning around. It's, it kind of works. It's overdone, it's overused, but there's something there. Mm. Anyway, the the whole gang, they're being attacked. They go over a swamp which has dry ice everywhere and is mm-hmm. bubbling just like um, B-movie, mm-hmm. I don't know, monster movie stuff happens. They're chased through the woods. They head to the boat. They get attacked there. Uh, in the um, melee, Kirk is bitten. 
Simon uh, gets puked on by a zombie, which is kind of like the games. They kind of puke up on you and that does Acid. damage to you. Yeah, yeah. so his, his, his arc now for the rest of the film is how his face has been burnt and he's not going to be able to be an underwear model anymore. And I think he doesn't know quite where you're looking <laughs> in an underwear advert. This is when Kirk gives the story. About, yeah. About uh, Cassie, Castillo Sarmano. I think... I- out of my memories of watching this film in the cinema in uh, Newport, South Wales, um, I definitely remember this scene appearing and thinking, this is a surprise. <laughs> There's n- nothing like it in the House of the Dead games. Yeah. There's no backstory it's like canon. that. It's a bit more like Resident Evil 4 in mm. terms of like weird Spanish cultists. Mm. Uh, but that's all kind of... Um, I'm hearing them now. Parasites. <laughs> so the tale is told. We get this black and white or sepia flashback where um, Castillo uh, was, I guess, he was banished from Spain and exiled because of his weird experiments. Mm-hmm. And he breaks free. He kills the captain, kills the crew, mm. lands on this island and enslaves the natives. And that's where... He does his experiments. Yeah. Nobody expects the Spanish dead physician. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Moving on. What I don't get is... So he's banished from Spain. He's on a Spanish galleon, the San Cristobal, I think they call it. Mm-hmm. This is set on an island off Seattle... Right. How does a Spanish ship get to the... Which presumably is heading from Europe to the east coast. Mm-hmm. Get all the way to the northwest coast. Um, canals? <laughs> Isn't there a canal which runs all the way through uh, Maybe America? my geography is off. But it would have to go all the way around... Unless it came from, unless it came from South America... But mm. then he's no longer, unless it's like a Spanish conquistador who was... Uh, did he definitely come all the way from Spain? Did this well, boat it, not come from South America? Well, the tale was said that he was banished from Spain. Mm. So was he banished from Spain to South America and then banished again? <laughs> oh, not again. <laughs> Flipping hell. Being banished once. <laughs> yeah. was a mistake. Banished twice. But yeah, obviously he ends up where he ends up. Otherwise, there just this, this there would be wouldn't a, be a movie. There'd be a film about a rave. A very boring rave. It'd be like fucking um, human traffic. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay. So they tool up. They very gingerly tool up and tool up in a slow motion gun sequence. Yes, they raid um, the captain's stash, and he gives them all very super powerful weapons. Because I don't know if we mentioned this yet. Um, Turns out uh, Captain Kirk was smuggling guns to this island to for safekeeping to get Casper off his back. They, they quite like the relationship between Casper and Kirk because she, I think they were colleagues in a previous life. Yeah, and... he mentioned something that maybe they moved from Germany together or something. Mm. I don't know. Uh, the cop and Greg, they... Yeah, for an, enough ammunition for about 45 minutes of constant <laughs> gunfire. Yeah. Cop and Drake split up. They get uh, swamped by trampoline zombies. Mm. Greg, uh, he hides under like a kind of... Um, he's been chased by zombies and he hides under the dirt. And there's a whole Lord of the Rings yeah. sequence where a zombie kind of sniffs above and he's hiding underneath. That was... I mean, Lord of the Rings came out a few years before. I su- yeah. And, and yeah. so that was absolutely a homage to the, the Ring Wraiths. 
But I liked how this was one of the only one of the few references in the film where it's just like we're going to copy the visual style so you know it. But it's not. I was half expecting him to say, "Just like Frodo Baggins," and yeah, like wipe his brow. Didn't call it out. Greg gets killed. He gets his own little death cut sequence, as I explained earlier, mm-hmm. where the camera spins round and it goes all red. He is dead. Mm. I mean, it's funny this spinning thing, and the, there's a few action seat bits later on. Um, they use bullet time. And it's proper bullet time because there's motion in there and everything. Because, we again, Wing Commander had that bullet time which was frozen, no motion. Yeah. And this features the motion stuff. But it's curious to think that... I think when The Matrix came out, we thought bullet time was going to be in everything. Yeah. But it's not even in The Matrix Reloaded, Matrix 2, to the layperson. Oh, really? Okay. No, well... Mm, That's no, no, no. You know what? There is, but it's entirely CGI, I think. Oh, okay. There's... I just oh the bit when he's beating up all the Agent Smiths. Yes, that crap show. Ugh. Um, and then there's the on top of a lorry, and I said again they couldn't do that for real because that's that's Keanu Reeves on top of a crashing lorry, <laughs> <laughs> and you know he's committed to his work. But I mean I, I like the John Wick films. So I didn't want to live in the world where um, he didn't survive that. Um, this is something to my knowledge. This is the only other film where I've seen an ex- any large use of bullet time because as good as it looks it does uh stop the action quite you know mm. obviously it just stops so it, it, there's no benefit to it so their plan is to go to the scary and evil looking house for safety rudy w- was hanging out there so um it seems to be sort of a safe space but um, I'm conscious later on when they actually get to the place, they they search the house just to make sure it's safe, and that's something I probably would have done right the first time I went into that building. Yeah, but that Rudy kind of didn't think about it that time. They decide to go to the house, and this is where we have the big action sequence. The bits where I would recommend you watch on YouTube, I suppose. Yeah, it's not very representative of the film as a whole, but if mm. you just wanted to watch, probably the film at its most mad and entertaining and with all the whiz-bang mm. effects, both good and bad, uh, this is probably the one to do because it lasts a good five minutes or so. It did seem to go on forever, but not in an entirely <laughs> bad way um, because, yeah, I mean, there's, there's been a few films I've seen where the big the big moment that you're waiting for is really, really short. So, you know, you 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 know, you're not going to be disappointed. You're not going to feel shortchanged in this bit. I mean, the film then, you know, it peeps mm. here and then there's probably a good half an hour or so left. I suppose. But again, we mentioned the costumes before, I think. Um, they all stand in the line for like one hero shot, shots blowing the weapons off. That's not how you... <laughs> One hero shot blowing the weapons off. That's not, it's not how you describe shooting your gun, is it? Blowing your weapons off. <laughs> um, so it, yeah. it is if you're using a blowpipe. Yeah, I suppose so. Firing darts. Um, so they're blowing their weapons off, but one's dressed as the stars, stars and Stripes. One's dressed in almost like a proto-Nathan Drake, I suppose, with like the short shirt thing and the... Gun holsters. Um, gun holsters. Um, sea captain. We got a sea captain in there. Cop. Boat cop. And um, we, there's been no um, areolas on display for maybe half an hour, but um, 
Alicia is now wearing like the boobiest top you could possibly find. No, she does that when they go into the house. All right. She's still wearing her jacket. All right. But no. she's tied her hair back. She's tied her hair back. Because okay. she doesn't want her hair getting in the way of her shooting. No, of course. I mean, you know, that's just a safety first accident waiting to happen. I think. Um, what was your highlight then? What are your highlights of this highlight big deaths. sequence? Because we can't really go through it blow by blow. No, no. it's all over the place. Well, I mean, obviously it's the most special effect I like the bit when uh, Alicia, she, she bounces on a hidden trampoline in the grave, I suppose. And she's in the middle of midair and then they do the bullet time around her where she shoots her shotgun and all the pellets go and they go right through um, a sort of front-flipping zombie. <laughs> yeah, doing a somersault, throwing it out. Forwards. I mean, they're zombies. They don't have the best um, sort of battle tactics. I like that. And then there's also this nice bit where a big head explodes like a melon and it's like all gory and lovely. Uh, but the guy throwing the axe, mm-hmm. it's like she does this big jump. He does this big spin. Mm-hmm. And it's all this breathtaking action sequence in slow motion. But the axe, like misses her anyway mm. so it's not like anything she does would mm. it's not like she jumps out the way but it's I, just he's got bad aim I know but I think in that situation you're probably even if it's in the very back of your mind you're trying your best to look like a badass yeah there's uh, a there's a bit when Alicia she just throws a grenade into a well yeah it's not like any zombies are coming out of it no I um I noticed that <laughs> yeah I liked the bit where three zombies are in a row and mm-hmm. all get shot by one bullet. Yep. I did notice one or two of the zombies sort of just walking around trying not to trip over. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, the, the levels of zombies go from completely corrupted to you know, former ravers from just the other day. Uh, maybe there is one out there who's just like mashed <laughs> and he's sort of wandered in um, and all the other zombies thinks he's one of them. But, you know, we, there's not much we can talk about here, but back, as I said at the start of this little sequence, it is a pretty ex- in fun sequence. There's a lot of gore. There's a lot of guns. What did you think of the rap rock music? Which, oh, that, um, that, that lifts the material? Well, I mean, it's 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 always nice when a film has a song made specifically for the film. Oh, was it now? Well, it's called... House of the Dead, oh. and they start rapping about the House of the Dead in the song. Mm-hmm. I think it's actually called Fury, parentheses, House of the Dead, mm. by Black Tiger. Okay, where are they now? I don't know. Okay. It's not not really our preferred genre of music, but I shall check them out on the Spotify later. But it's it's fun when you've got an action sequence and there's people saying, with the House of the Dead! Oh, yeah, I remember it now. You know that tune. But yeah, there's a lot of fun effects. They just poured all their money into this bit, and I think it, it does work, you know? So um, they make it to the house, because there's half an hour to go. <laughs> yes, Liberty has snuffed it yep, no in the interim, mm-hmm. and Rudy and the cop find a window and try and clamber in, but as the cop is dragged in, a bunch of zombies just cut off her legs with axes. Yeah, she looks, looks even more like Casper the ghost now, doesn't she? With like, <laughs> she just trails off. I mean, off. she's about half the size. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a very weird bit later where um, Rudy covers her body. And I had to rewind it like three or four times because that shot of the covered body definitely doesn't look like there's a body under there. It looks like 
she's vanished like in a video game. She didn't. She didn't put. He didn't put a cover over her, and then she becomes a ghost because that's mm. what happens. No, I just, I just, I just thought, oh, we're going really legit into the video game world. It's like, oh, she's just floated away. Alicia was like, she's not pleased about that for some reason, and and Rudy suddenly shouts, "Did you see it? Did you see him rip her apart?" Um, yeah, that's a bit of a weird. That was his acting reaction. moment. That was his acting moment. Um, and then they sort of kiss shortly thereafter, don't they? And um, again, yes. I was a bit, a bit confused until just earlier on when you explained that they were actually... <laughs> they weren't siblings. siblings. No, that would have been, I think, an interesting take. Uh, Captain Kirk, he's, his leg's been bit, so they put him up on a table. Simon is still moaning about his mangled face, mm. but um, he gets a pity kiss, so mm. uh, all's okay. I forgot to mention that the captain's boat is called the Lazarus Five. It's <laughs> a great name for a boat. So yeah, sorry, I forgot about that. But hey, that was that was a Lazarus, good... not Lazarus three and four. They were like mistakes, but Lazarus five. I just I just thought nice to make an undead biblical reference mm. without front loading it too much. It's not like anyone said why is it called Lazarus. Mm. They're looking outside. It's going quiet, mm. and the zombies are dragging dead zombies. Mm. The leftover corpses and body parts into a secret passageway or a secret door, mm. and he's like, "Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm intrigued because this is the point where they find the the lab, yes, which is proper monster mash kind of lab. Mm. It's very like Unf- bubbling jars and not very sanitary." Yeah, cobwebs. It definitely looks like um, you've sort of wandered into a universal mm. monster uh, movie set. They were just like heads in like jars, but no liquid or anything. I mean, if, if anyone who's sort of kept it ahead in a jar knows that it has to be in sort of an airtight, uh, sealed jar filled with you know alcohol or formalin or, or transo solution. So um, I'm just saying that his results are going to be tampered with. Yeah. By a bunch of ravers. By ravers in the lab again. (laughs) Out of my house of the dead. (laughs) Look at the sign. It's at this point where I ask the question, okay, in his narration, Mm -hmm. Rudy says that he's busy studying. Mm. And he's in the lab and he looks in a microscope and he can identify that the cells are blood and not human blood. Through, what, a 16th century microscope? Yeah. Or something. And he looks through it and he says, completely unnatural. Mm. It's fucking genius. <laughs> so, so we learn something about him later, though, don't we? Yeah, but we'll get to the twist. T- but this is setting up that Rudy knows something about at least medicine and biology mm. enough to identify its blood cells, blood cells, not human blood cells, and also it's fucking genius. Um, back upstairs, Kirk hears Clint, uh, sorry, I was going to say Clint, Clint Howard, mm, Salishes, no, um, hears him a-whistling. But yeah, the uh, Kirk opens the door and, oh no, Whistler has been gotted. And as a zombie, I hasten to add. Yes. <laughs> so he's not just like, oh, I, I'm alive all along, no. No, but I did. But I don't know, but he's hearing the whistling, so does that prove that zombies can whistle? Well, these are not sort of brain-dead zombies, are they? So Yeah, but the re- all the other ones have just been growling and grunting, and mm. now there's one who whistles. Well, we never see him whistle. It could have been another zombie whistling. Um... <laughs> I mean, that still doesn't answer the question. 
do zombies breathe? I mean, there's all kind of zombie rules. There's definitely at least one of the swimming zombies you see uh, condensation coming out of their mouth. Yeah, and you see... clearly it was shot in the very cold Canadian yeah. evening. <laughs> Again, I mean, uh, one thing you see in a lot of zombie films is where uh, bud- where budget stops them being truly undead and. A good thing to always look out for is if zombies' fingernails and just see how nice they look. Maybe <laughs> they should be all, like, rotted off. He has to shoot Salish... Kirk shoots Salish in the head, but doesn't seem to kill him. So it must mean Salish has quite a small brain. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's he somehow missed it. Is this, does Kirk get eaten even some more? He gets some dynamite... Yeah, um, and decides to do the heroic death thing we all know and love, and um, but in this instance, Kirk blowing himself up with dynamite causes more zombies to come in, so he yeah fucks it up. It's like I'm gonna sacrifice myself to save you all, mm. and then basically just creates a huge explosion uh, to let all the zombies in. Perhaps. Maybe he's just true to character. He's going to sacrifice himself and take everyone with him <laughs> yeah. because he hates these stupid ravers. Now, this is the point where Karma, who we haven't talked about much in the film, and I just had to look up her name, which probably yes, explains, explains a lot. She was the one who was kissing Simon. Yes. Basically, they're looking in the lab for clues. They find a tank filled with red water. Oh, and yeah. And there's a little tail waggling. That's cool. And then, like, a leech monster. Mm-hmm. I thought it would be like a leech, like in the House of the Dead, you get lots of maggoty leeches mm. attacking you. And this kind of is, but it has a face like the Beetlejuice snake monster. Yeah, it was a, well, it was a, it was a surprise. So yeah. actually, about, I guess that's the one of them. It's like, yeah. And then she just immediately shoots the glass. Yeah, she just, th- she just steps in, Karma just shoots the glass, mm. spilling all this red fluid everywhere, which uh, is... Clearly what resurrects the dead, because all these dead... Oh, that's what happens. Well, it's really I blinked weird. for a moment. Well, exactly. It all happens in the space of about three seconds. I was just thinking she shouldn't be allowed in pets at home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a reaction. fish. <laughs> um, Basically, it goes, zombie, leech, she steps in, shoots it, everything spills, and then overdub of Rudy is going, oh, it resurrects the dead! And then oh. he, like, smashes a glass over a zombie's head, and they escape... They're barricading themselves from the zombies. Simon is grabbed and they find a trap door and he's like, kind of, go without me. Mm. And that's when he does his hero moment. Yes. All right. Okay. With the gunpowder. I don't give a shit about any of these people. (laughs) (laughs) Simon shoots the gunpowder and the house explodes. Can you explode gunpowder with a gunshot? Yeah, sure. Why not? (laughs) Okay. And um, they, they go through a tunnel. And, you know, this is the bit, the on-rail shooter bit, where there's literally rails and there's literally zombies coming out of the walls and there's a torch. And, again, that was pretty cool. There was a bit of an odd moment where um, Karma says, I'll take care of these. And then she decides to have a fist fight, which lasts (laughs) all of five seconds. And then I think her interpretation of taking care... It means feed myself to the zombies. <laughs> Very unnecessarily. She's I'll like, take... uh, we can deal with these bad guys as a threesome. Like, no, with guns. With guns. And she's like, leave it to me. And she just mm. basically like, becomes zombie she's, food. She, yeah, she's now inside several zombies. <laughs> <laughs> Good distraction. Um, and then uh, at the end of a tunnel is a, a dungeon of a cauldron. Kind of reminded me of Grot Bags. Um, Grot Bags. Lair. A hooded figure appears mm-hmm. and stabs a zombie with a sword, mm-hmm. and it turns out it's Greg. And, and I was like, "Oh, do I know Greg? Yeah. Yes. Oh, Greg. 
and he does he's like oh great you're alive and they he's like leads them into the lab with the big yeah. cauldron you're alive and he goes see <laughs> <laughs> you're alive and yes and here's my weird phantom of the opera lair mm. There was, a, I guess, a moment when I thought they were trying to do it was Greg's plan or the law. And I was trying to square that with what I already knew. I was thinking maybe he's like enslaved him and he's like a kind of mid-zombie in between zombiness and whatever. And it's just like, ah, oh, he's under no. my control. And then, though, they are grabbed by zombies. Grabbed this time. Conquistador zombies. Conquistador zombies. With the um, helmets and everything. And, uh... Quite quickly, uh, Cassie removes the Greg mask he had created. Done very well. That was some Mission Impossible shit. <laughs> yeah, although it's it a... seems like a waste of a fresh face. Mm. Like, he's got this big kind of mangled stitch face. Yeah, but it's his face. He loves his imperfections. Yeah. It makes him beautiful. Love the skin you're in. Exactly. He's a... Doesn't um, matter whose skin. <laughs> yeah, he should be a spokesperson for Dove. <laughs> and I think the best line of the film comes up. Rudy, uh, you created all this... So you could be immortal. Why? To which Cassie says, To live forever. <laughs> isn't Dictionary that, definition of immortal. Isn't that what... Uh, that's from J.K. Rowling, isn't it? Is that what Voldemort wanted to do? But anyway... There's, yes. a, there's a kind of flashback of him, like he is being hanged, but then he's alive, and he just goes, Live forever! <laughs> And the Angeloid Webber music swells. Um, you created it all. You could be immortal. Why? So the Contisas of Zombies have pinned Rudy down, and mm-hmm. he's making his move on Alicia, and like wags his disgusting tongue mm-hmm. into her ear, mm-hmm. and he says, "Like I've been waiting for you for a long time." Mm. Just like. Okay, is this like one of those things where it's the mummy and, oh, you look just like an ancient Spanish princess? No, I, I think he's just got a lot of practice in being an evil bastard, actually. <laughs> he's just got his big book of bad guy... Um, Chat-up lines. Chat-up lines. <laughs> the reaction he probably would get is what Rudy does. He throws uh, a cup of acid at a skeleton. And <laughs> I was, what, did he know there was acid in there? It was I just like, phew, phew, I've never been so insulted in all my life. And Alicia grabs a sword and I guess stabs. I think he stabs Cassie, Cassie a bit and then something explodes. Why does I that... think she drops a grenade. Oh, or she he had drops a grenade. a grenade. Okay. And there's like a there's like a Baywatch shot as they're running away from the explosion, and then um, turns out that Cassie is only lightly exploded. <laughs> Because he emerges in the background. It's a little bit of fun, actually, where they were both stood in the foreground. Well, yeah, they're, they're, they thought they were safe. Exactly. One of them, said, uh, Alicia says, fuck, that was close. And Rudy says, I can't believe what just happened. Oh, no. Or is it the other way around? Well, Alicia does say, isn't it nice to know that someone wants you for your body? You've survived a zombie and all your, attack, friends, are and all your friends are dead. And like it's like, pun. whoa, nice to know that someone wants you for your body. It's just like... Can you, can you imagine being stuck with Alicia after the Titanic sunk? There'd be all sorts of puns. I don't know. She'd be like, ice anyone? Yeah. They're breaking the ice. <laughs> and Shut up. But there's a... Just, just to polish off the movie, there's a techno sword fight. Yeah, because that's what you want from a House of the Dead film, mm. is uh, a big climax where it's a 
zombie sword fight. No, I mean, Doom ended with a fist fight, so yeah. it's a bit of a par for the course, really. And it's kind of nicely choreographed again. I don't know how much training either of them got, but it looked like it was bloody dangerous. <laughs> alas, alack, um, Alicia... That was a nice little bit of alliteration there. Alas, alack, Alicia gets um, a blade into breastbone, and... Uh, some she deals with it quite well <laughs> because she's um she gets up a l- moments later to to finish to finish the killing blow to Cassie after Rudy yes Rudy uh, comes from behind and lops off uh, Castile's head yes. but his headless body still chokes Rudy yeah I sort of forgot that bit yeah <laughs> it's quite fun um as yeah. fun as that can be I did find I was looking for clips of the film on YouTube and that scene is in. A video called the most ridiculous fight sequence <laughs> so uh, um, I got a spoiler there but uh, yes to stop um, Rudy being throttled by the headless corpse of Cassie uh, Alicia manages to lift herself off the ground and stomp on his head squishing it quite satisfyingly and I guess falls over because the next thing we know uh, Rudy is we're back with Rudy right at the start like he was at the start oh, of the film oh. uh she smushes the baddie's head mm-hmm. and says, Game over, fucker. Did that happen? Yes. I, I've completely missed that. So it's another... We know it's a game. We know it's a game. Game over. You kind of needed to know it was based on the game for the next bit because fucking the game... The characters from the game arrive. AMS agents, including G. Um, and Rogan. And Rogan from the game. Wow. In their suits. What does AMS stand for again? Um, American Medical Say, Service. Really? No, I don't know. <laughs> Ar- arcade machine. Sega. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they arrive and yeah, it's just what the Resident Evil movie does where the Resident Evil bit is right at the very end. <laughs> he says sort of like... Um, he speaks into Contact his... with reana- reanimated homo sapiens. <laughs> um and yeah, so G and Rogan arrive and they meet up with uh, Rudy mm-hmm. and Alicia, who is still walking around a bit. Yeah. One arm over. Yeah, she's got a huge gash in between her breasts, but mm-hmm. she seems to be doing all right, considering. I mean, you should see me after a paper cut. <laughs> I'm like, really, I'm, I'm absolutely distraught. <laughs> And they keep pressing what Rudy's surname is. So they ask him, your name? Got a name? And he's like, Rudolph. Mm -hmm. And then, last name? Curian. Holy shit! (laughs) Who's Curian? (laughs) Well, it's it's given such weight (laughs) that if you didn't know anything about the games, you'd be like... Why? And who cares? Mm. But watching the film again, in the opening montage where it shows clips from the games, it starts with a voice sample from the game. Yes. And it mentions, Kyrian, you must stop Kyrian or else something terrible will happen. Mm. But why would anyone remember that unless you knew the games? No, it's a long time ago. He might as well have said he was called Bowser Cooper or something. But but not even that. It might have just been like Stevenson, mm. and it'd be like. But so it, you know what? He does say something. Um, yes, I've written down his, his final, final narration, I, which I was again actually, is I was my jaw was still dropped from the knowledge that it's Curian. 
the scientist, bad scientist in House of the Dead. Yes, the main villain of House of the Dead, and he shares the same surname. Lay it on me, then. What's this, okay. what's this final dialogue? So it fades out and into just another swooping shot of the water heading back to the city or something. Mm-hmm. We see the city, I think. Uh, yeah, I guess this is coming from the helicopter now, the helicopter that... Do you think they, the helicopter they used at the end was the same helicopter they used for all the swooping shots earlier? Yes, undeniably. Just doubling up. <laughs> so, okay... Now, forgive me if this is incorrect, because there weren't any subtitles, and a lot of it gets lost in the sound mitts, like particularly mm-hmm. one of the... Anyway, he says, I feel guilty because of what happened. It was a nightmare. So many dead. So many victims. People that were my friends. And now we go home. Me and Alicia, or whatever she is now, whatever I've created. God ain't love a bitch. Is the end, or only the beginning? Yeah, that's very much like the video games. <laughs> I mean, it shares the same bad dialogue of the video games, but again, it sounds like someone's brain is falling apart as they're talking. But again, these are this was written by Americans yeah, with, with full use of the English language. It's, it's a real thing to drop. <laughs> right like, oh, yeah. in the closing seconds of the film. Can you just think of any other movie where our, our couple walks into the sunset and then you just hear this real ominous bit of dialogue at the end? It basically suggests the that end of Die Hard. <laughs> that in the space between like them killing Castillo and this chopper arriving, he's taken Alicia back to the lab. Was, used... she, was she bitten at all? No, just stabbed. Okay. Using resurrection juice and like created her, reanimated her, and then now is like, what have I created? What have I done? Mm. And it's like, so I wish it's. I mean, when he was looking at the microscope earlier, and he was like, it's fucking genius. So clearly, he's been studying medicine. Mm. So maybe he's harnessed maybe he actually, tools. No, maybe he's just a big fan of microscopes, and he's just like, oh, this microscope is genius. It's fucking genius! Oh it's my a, god. Antique microscope. Oh, add to my collection. So um, it's that's a very weird. I mean, we're talking about Wing Commander final lines, but mm, this is a real yeah. doozy, and not really taken up in the sequel. If I'm if I'm correct, um, I I think the sequel has some AMS agents okay. and stuff, but it's at like set in a high school. Mm-hmm. I've I've no idea. We will cross that. Is there going to be a rave, Rory? Bridge. There'd probably be maybe a prom there if we're ba- lucky. There's barely a rave in this one. <laughs> I kind of want my raves. Yeah, we want to do a podcast called Raves on Film. Mm. What did you think of House of the Dead? Okay. Dire- director Uwe Boll. Okay. Going into this, I was expecting the very worst. Mm. My experiences, first time watching it, was having a huge headache throughout. I remember writing a massive list of everything that was wrong with the film. As I was watching it. Similar to what I did this time. You could have just wrote everything. But having watched it again, I think I appreciate more what it's trying. Not always accomplishing, not always succeeding, but what it's trying to do. It's definitely... I wouldn't say it's necessarily funny. It's more tongue-in-cheek than maybe I remembered it being. It's definitely playing up the action and the crazy stuff happening. Mm. The cathartic. It's cathartic, though. Uh, Shooting zombies. Yeah, it definitely delivers a lot in in that respect. 
it's just very, very shoddily made. Um, there's some nice stuff, but just the way it's put together, the editing is just all over the place. Yeah, it's like we were saying earlier, I feel like they either both holes they're being lazy or they were pushed against it during, for, for time. I think it's... They didn't finesse the editing at all. No, it's potentially a very annoying movie. If you try and go against the the wave after wave of potentially frustrating uh, things and lots and lots of just video game clips just flashing in your face. Mm. Question. Do you think the film would be genuinely better without the video game clips in them? Or do you think that's yes. some, of the, some of the weird... All right, you've answered my question then. No, no, I, I think... I've just never seen anything like it. And it makes me wonder what like the Super Mario movie would be if, like... Halfway through Jenna Hopper's uh, monologue, you just get a bit of you know, dinosaur land. Yeah, or... I mean it's 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 a very weird thing, and it the film is very notable for its inclusion. But maybe just if it happened once or twice, or just the credits. Yeah, just fun. the opening credits, or if it's going to happen anywhere, then make it just happen in that big crazy shoot 'em up mm. sequence when everything's going nuts. And it's like, yeah, and let's just throw in clips from the games. But just the fact that they insert it throughout in very strange places is definitely goes against Mm, the viewer. Willy-nilly. Willy-nilly. Willy Willy to the nilly. Was he in the credits? (laughs) I think I would have enjoyed this more if I wasn't writing notes on it. So I ended up, I think, just enjoying it pretty, pretty as much as you did. I can't really fault it for wanting to be some dumb fun. Um, you know, I got I got at least like forty five minutes of guns making zombies' head explode, and and that's kind of what I got out of the video game. So, um, I think you have to go into this knowing this is a bad movie. Mm. It doesn't obey the laws of normal filmmaking, <laughs> which is kind of its appeal. But I feel like it's on that kind of bad movie level if you're used to stuff like Miami Connection. If you're connoisseurs like we are. Yes. Or The Room mm. or The Apple or just anything where, okay, and stuff just happens now and you just go with it, then you're going to accept this and what it is mm. more. So would you recommend people watching this? And like the class of, uh, what, year 10? (laughs) I would recommend they watch it. I wouldn't recommend most people watch it. Mm. I I would only really recommend it to bad movie connoisseurs. Aficionados. People who have experienced enough bad movies to get the sort of frame of mind. Brown aura. <laughs> you need the tools. You need to equip yourself with the tools to get through a film mm. like this. Mm. I don't know. I think it'll probably be another ten years or so before I decide to watch this again, if ever. But I probably would watch the the shootout sequence on YouTube. But I would agree. I was expecting this to be a massive slog because of all the baggage which comes with you a bowl. And I ended up kind of enjoying this. I still, I've got major reservations for the rest of his films. Because he might have just put everything he had into this one. I'm not looking forward to either the films that he tries to be more serious or either the films where he tries to be more funny. No, I think for me, Postal is the one I am most fearful of. Yeah. Because that's him trying to be satire. 
So that's pretty much it for House of the Dead. We're sending that back to the arcade, but um, we're going to go with it for our very next episode to a fictional arcade in a pixelated land. <laughs> <laughs> Close enough. Video games is what I'm talking about. Um, we're going to meet Wreck-It Ralph, which uh, he's getting a sequel in a few months' time, so we thought we'd get the old uh, first film out of the way. Yes, we uh, have had our taste of blood and gore and zombies and we thought now it's time to go back to the family film uh, area although Wreck-It Ralph does feature a cameo mm. by at least it looks very much like a House of the Dead 2 zombie yeah with axes couple of axes looking very much like um, I think that one's called Cyril Okay, I was gonna I was gonna give him a name, but Cyril it is. I think it's Cyril the zombie. Yeah, we've done some straight adaptations, so it was time to go back to the insp- inspired films. Films inspired by video, video games. games. Sometimes a bit better than House of the Dead, <laughs> uh, if we're very lucky. Follow, like, and subscribe Games on Film at all the various different places. Just look for Games on Film Pod. So that's Twitter, Facebook. You can email us, gamesonfilmpod at gmail.com. And if you want to check out our individual Twitters, I'm at Rory Steele. I'm at Only Man Who Can. And thank you to David Lightfoot for providing the music for this podcast. Please mm. do share this with friends and follow our social media links because mm. we post lots of silly nonsense on there. Mm. So thanks very much for listening. And all that's left for us to say is... Farewell, friends.